0: In emerging countries, paying a bill, it can take up to two hours. You have to get into a bus, get to a location, get the cash, pay, get the bill, the physical bill paper. It gets complicated.
1: You're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? you've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Payments Innovation Podcast. This is your host, Brady Raquette, and I'm joined today by Fabian Saide. Welcome to the program, Fabian. Thank you,
0: Brad. Thank you for, for having me today. I'm having this opportunity to share a little bit about payments.
1: Yeah, we're really excited to have you on. For our audience who does not know Fabian, he is the CEO of PayKey. So, Fabian, if you wouldn't mind starting us off by sharing a little bit about your background before PayKey and how that led you into the payments world.
0: Sure. So, I'm a lawyer. I went to, I got a law degree and I worked at uh, Deloitte for a few years. And after some personal uh, situation, I had to step out of the office. And while I was uh, recovering, I started learning coding and started letting, Technology savvy stuff, so I can build something. And I saw an opportunity of developing a small algorithm, algorithm to mitigate risk for the sports betting industry. Uh, a few years passed by. Apparently, this algorithm was something very well done, and I got uh, an offer to to buy me out. So I sold my company. I was ready to go back to Deloitte, but I love the startup world. I saw an opportunity and a bunch of things to, to develop, and and that's how I become a time-long entrepreneur. After that, I started a prepaid card. It initially, was aiming for the betting industry, online betting industry, but I saw a potential niche, an opportunity of people living abroad, of the immigrants, the hard workers that they used to get paid by cash or by check which by check it was very costly for the company and at the same time was very costly for these workers because they they will have to pay between four to seven percent to get the cash so this card at a small fee one ninety nine a month and they will access their card They will be bankerized and at the same time i will encourage to save money to create a a saving account and to use the card to send money abroad again a few years later I got the opportunity to sell the company and since then I stick with this global potential opportunity of creating financial solutions to have a better control of your finances and my next venture a few years later after doing some research I thought why not to develop a solution in which people living abroad can pay their bills back home. Instead of sending cash, and going through all the hassle, paying a bill. And by hassle, you may think that paying a bill is quite simple, as we live in the U.S. You can go to 20 Shop, or you can log in into your bank account and do it. But in emerging countries, paying a bill, it can take up to two hours. You have to get into a bus, get to a location, get the cash pay, get the bill, the physical bill paper, it gets complicated. So that was the initial premise. After the, we matured the business, we, and after connecting 27 countries globally, we saw another opportunity. There was this huge rise of super apps, neobanks, these solutions that are looking to expand globally. And this solution, it a must-have product, a stickiness product, that is bill pay. Also very important to mention that the bill pay, it's a complementary product. we never we never intend to go against remittance or go against uh, sending money or it's just a way of controlling of is a new feature that will give you give the user the stickiness and the recurrency. Because bills Paying bills is nothing new, and it will not change. We will always have to pay bills, but why are we in twenty twenty and it's so complicated to pay a bill in the u s you're talking of one of every four bills paid are paid by check or cash. How is that even possible
1: it's it's an interesting problem, so can you break it down how the platform works is is it structured so that people in the u s can pay bills for family and friends overseas? Do you have uh, a bunch of domestic uh, markets lined up alongside each other? How how does that breakdown work?
0: Sure, we created two products through two ver- verticals. The first vertical, it's cross-border bill pay, which we aim to remittance company. So these uh, companies like, for example, it can be Zoom.com or it can be World Remit or it can be Western Union. So you can log in into your accounts, choose to pay a bill, choose the country, and make a bill for your loved one. The second vertical is what we call global domestic bill pay solution. So when you speak as these super apps like Karim or like Facebook or like uh, Uber, that so they're launching through different corridors and they need a bill pay solution and they process the payments domestically. It's not cross border, and you're not intending to pay for someone else, you're paying for yourself.
1: Understood. Yeah, so first, touching on the cross border bill pay, you know, it's, it's interesting you guys are fitting into the remittance market, not trying to displace your typical remittance payments, but complement them. You mentioned you're looking to partner with the big remittance companies to that end. How does cross border bill pay differ from remittance? Why wouldn't an individual just send money to their family and friends so they can pay the bill themselves. Why why is it important to have this distinct feature?
0: I have to respond to this in two ways. The first one is for the company, for the remittance company. Remittance company has have a huge churn rate and lack of, of stickiness. Bill payment comes to offer that a stickiness. Because imagine you're you're in your app and you get a push notification. A your mom bill. Your telephone mobile is ready to be paid. Then you are generating a call to action to log in into the remittance app and make a payment instead of waiting to the end of the month to gather the money to send it. Now you have a push to action. You, you're you pushed to get an action. Now you're complementing the core product that is remittance. And then for the user, there's a huge advantage because I want to laugh about it but that's a a reality so they send the 250 dollars a month to the mom the mom asked the brother living in mexico hey go and pick up the money he goes pick up the money and then the brothers come back and said oh he just sent us 200 he didn't send us 250 then the people again living abroad will have to send more money to cover Mm -hmm. an essential bill this way you're already covering the essential bill, and getting paid. And I want to tell you more about this. These people living abroad are the hard workers. And they don't have financial solutions for their health, financial care. Every solution is to send money. Yeah, it's been an amazing that now they're using technology, they're using apps, or they're using banks to send the money. But at the end, it's, there's no solution to take care of their financial health. This way, you're giving them the way of have control of how their expenses are spent back home.
1: It makes sense um, sort of to eliminate that unnecessary step where certain fees could be taken out and and things like that. And and it makes sense that you're looking to complement the remittance players in the space. But, you know, you also mentioned you are interested in partnering with super apps. Can you tell our audience a little bit more about the rise of super apps, especially in economies that aren't particularly well-served by big banks like we have here in the US? Sure. So
0: we've seen the news and we've seen the news. Everything is running through blockchain. Everything is running through crypto, everything. But on the other side, they're running these neobanks or these super apps. And by super apps, I think you have the banks and you have the products are right now. With the products that you have right now, it's like uh, Uber. And why not, if I already have a huge amount of users, why not to offer them a wallet? You already have their bank accounts. I already have their card. Why not to offer a wallet? So you already have the engagement. And then for the neobanks banks, they have found an opportunity of, of any, offering simple financial solutions like. Uh, Nubank, if we see Nubank, we'll see this bank from Brazil. Against all odds, they were able to grab 10 million users in Brazil. How? Offering a products, credit card products that people can feel comfortable with in a simple way. And they start replicating the, the business model in other emerging countries. Argentina, Mexico. And as we see new bank we see all the, the banks in 26. We have all these banks. But the most interesting part of these super apps is that they're not just focusing now on emerging markets. They have seen possibility that in every country, people are looking for simpler financial solutions. People are afraid of banks. And yeah, there are banks in the US that they have invest a lot of money on changing this perspective or this view of how they're seen as the banks. But I think that it's going to take a while. And while these huge banks have their way to find their new model, these new banks are crushing it.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's interesting because in the U.S. we have this perspective that you know the, the neo banks are signing up new customers, but not really earning a huge wallet share from those customers. But at the same time, we also have banks like uh, J.P. Morgan Chase and Bank of America that have pretty good online and mobile applications. They have a whole suite of integrated services. I know, you know, for example, I use Bill Pay in my Citibank app. But in a lot of places around the world, these legacy financial institutions. Um, have struggled to offer those services. So it's interesting that your perspective is that these super apps are filling in. Obviously, the neo banks like Nubank is, you know, launching in a number of markets to really just offer simple financial services that we almost take for granted. When it comes to partnering with these super apps, Fabian, you know, PayKeys focus on offering the domestic bill pay in an integrated manner. Do you have to go market by market with these super apps and have a different integration, a different product, or have you figured out how to streamline that across multiple markets?
0: Sure. So before I move on with this, Brady, so you said I log in into my city bank account and pay my bill. The, and not, the other interesting fact, so here in the U.S., you pay a bill and it can take up, up to 72 hours. Again, how is that even possible? We're in 2020. Why you cannot do a Payment real time. Oh, so this is replicated everywhere, and this is one of our core advantages at Paykey. Every time we we go and connect to a builder or an aggregator in in a country, we ensure that all the payments are done in real time. As we have grown, we cannot. Eighty five percent of our payments are run through real time, and fifteen percent are run through a batch payment process. Why is the, the real-time payment so important? Because you get a key advantage. Balance notification. So right now when you pay, besides AT&T or Verizon or any of uh, these mobile companies, if you want to pay water in the U.S., you have to write a check, know the exact amount, and do the payment. How is that even possible that you can know how much you have to pay? Why do you have to keep track of a paper bill or an email or whatever other notification. Why not just put your bank, your water account and tell you, hey, you owe $22 or $25 or $50. So that's one of the key components that every time we go to a builder, we look forward and we dive in on how to develop a balancing real-time payment solution. Because at the same time, we like to guarantee every payment. And at the same time, we have a lot of processes that ensures that every payment it's uh, it's applied correctly to the account. So uh, on your question, we connect to all these builders around the world, and then we have a very unique, awesome API. I don't want to my CTO to be helping, but he has developed an amazing API solution, which is very simple to get uh, integrated. So these companies integrate to us, and then they have the 27 countries. They just can turn on and off any country they want. So imagine uh, a Western Union. So they will integrate to us, to Peiki, and they will say, okay, I want to just pay bills in Mexico. Okay, I'm going to turn it on. If next month they want to roll out to India, they just have to turn on India. Everything is connected through that same API
1: solution. Got it. It makes it easy for your partners. And when you look to onboard these companies you you used an example of a water company, you know electric company, heating company, do they have these account balances stored in a digital way? Do they have platforms that you're able to connect to, or uh, do you have a more you know involved process of bringing them online
0: That's the special recipe Pey special recipe so it, it depends on. On, on the builders, but a lot of the time we have to roll out our sleeves and and in and work with them for a specific solution.
1: Got it. So coming back to your partnership model, I think it'd be helpful if we could understand your your business model. Are you guys charging your partners, you know, monthly fees per market? Or are you charging them a percent of total payments? How How do you think about structuring your partnership so that both sides ultimately benefit?
0: It, it depends on which market and how we're rolling over the market. But most of it, it's uh, per transaction basis. We have uh, some minimums, but the minimums are just to enhance or, or pursue the right path of launching baking. So, uh, for example, if if you because we have our headquarters are in in the U.S., we have an office in Mexico, another office. London and another office in Dubai. So the reason we have this strategic position is because every market varies between the amount of payments, the amount of bills, and the the total amount, the volume amount. So for this reason, it's very personalized, but most of it, it's a per transaction basis. And if it's cross-border, there's an FX component and compliance component. If it's domestic, it's pretty straightforward on a transaction basis
1: got it steering now hoping we can talk a little bit about where you see growth for paykey but also more generally for the rise of these super apps and and the types of companies you're looking to partner with are you excited about any markets specifically any regions specifically about your own potential to grow there but also you know more inclusive financial services uh, coming up
0: yes i think that uh Overall, the Latin market and the Middle East market has have grown uh, potentially for us. They are very interesting market uh, that we're pursuing. We have huge partnerships, like in Middle East. We have um, we're working with Samsung. We're we're going to start working in one month with Karim. That it's the Uber. Which is owned by Uber as well. Uh, Then we're rolling out with World Remit, which is one of the huge remittance digital companies recently growing. And I think that in every market, as long as there's a digital component pushing it, I think it's going to be very interesting. India has been quite interesting, Uh, Mexico has been quite interesting. And I think that the main reason of this importance on this market is because they have a huge opportunity of building these new rails of payments. And what, what why we call it new rails of payments is because when you think of Visa and MasterCard, you can be in DC and use your Visa card and pay, and you can go in Dubai and use your Visa card, and it will do the same for you. But when you think of bill payment, Every country, every builder has its own protocol. Why not build just one single protocol, one rail, and everybody works on the same rail? We have blockchain right now. We have AI. We have amazing technologies to take advantage of, to build one single platform. And this process can enable anyone to pay anything from anywhere. It doesn't matter. You have to just log in into your app that you like the most and pay a bill. It has to be as simple as that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I see the vision. It makes sense what you guys are doing. And it sounds like you have a lot of opportunity ahead of you guys. Pretty exciting partnerships on the horizon. So don't want to take up too much of your time because I would imagine you have to, to get to work to work with uh, all, all those big guys you just mentioned. Thank you. Thank you, Brady. And,
0: and I appreciate the opportunity and, and to be here to, to share a little bit about Picky.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for joining, Fabian. Oh no, thank you.